Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. I believe um, I'm here today for a special reason. Amen. Um, God talks to me a lot when, when I'm working. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And um, we're going to take care of some things today. Hold on a minute. Let me get through this real quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Um, when I'm, I'm working, God talks to me a lot. And uh, that's, I don't know, he does when he does it. But um, there's been some stuff going on in this church that really, um, I see you guys and um, in the spirit, I'm bothered. And um, <clears throat> there's been some harassing spirits on the people of this congregation. And uh, we're going to get rid of those today. Amen. 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 Some of the stuff that y'all are going through is, um, it's pretty significant. And there's an evil spirit that has been harassing many, many of you, including myself. But today we're going to bind those things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We've had enough of it by the spirit. We've had enough of the devil running us around beating us up, sickness in our bodies, financial problems, marriage problems, children running off, and it ends today in this church. Hallelujah. We're going to take care of some things today. If you have your Bible, go to Acts 16, 16. Acts 16, 16. Hallelujah. Are y'all, are y'all with me today? All right, good. I don't say very much, so when I do, I like y'all to listen. I believe this is a, a word from God that was put inside of me and uh, really just went alive in my spirit. And I, know, I told Morgan yesterday, I said, I think I need to preach tomorrow. I got something that we need to take care of. Acts 16, 16, are you there? Hallelujah. And it says, now it happened as they went to pray, a certain slave girl possessed with what? A spirit. Met us who brought her master much profit by fortune telling. The girl followed. You see that word followed? Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servant of the most high God who Proclaim to us the way of salvation. And it says, and she did this for what? Many days. How many of you have felt like you've had stuff following you around for not only days, but years? There's stuff that's been on you for years that you can't seem to get rid of. 
no matter what you do, no matter what you confess, no matter what you say, it doesn't go away. It stays there like a, like a, like a damp cloak was thrown over you. And it doesn't go away. It can be fear. It can be anxiety, the fear of your future, the fear of your children. And it just stays on you day after day after day. But I'm here to tell you today that we're going to get that thing taken care of in this place. Because we can't go into the next phase of this ministry with all these problems. They have to be broken. Is that true? And, this, and she did this for many days. But Paul greatly, a, a what? Annoyed. How many of you have been annoyed with these things following you, you around? You've been annoyed, but many times it seems like the, it, that we can't get rid of the annoying spirits. They just follow us around, give us hard times. You wake up in the morning and it says hello. Is that true? It says hello and it says get ready for the day because we're going on a ride and you go, no, I hope not, please don't. And it's become part of our everyday life. But I'm telling you the anointing is here today to break this stuff off of you. And we're gonna deal with this stuff today. Can I hear an amen? amen. And greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out in the very hour. It came out in the very hour. And it said, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus. It is time right now for us in the spirit to take authority over these things in our life. Maybe it's been financial problems. There's nothing greater than the devil wants to do than to have to give you financial problems, to give you obstacles every day, something to overcome, something to break you down, something to break you down every day, just something else. Because you can never get ahead if you're always falling over something. Every day, you can't go any further in faith because you got fear following you around. Something's always happening. I'm just telling you by the Spirit, something's breaking off of us today in this church. Hallelujah. We've had enough of it. Have you had enough of it? I'm here to preach faith to you today so we can break this thing off of us. Some of you have been dealing with addictions. You've been dealing with marriage problems. You've been dealing with kids running off. You've been dealing with sicknesses, and it ends today. Amen. Amen. There is, there has come a time in this church where we're going to another place. And many of you have been here for many, many years. And there's nothing more than Satan would love to do than run you off. Break you down because you have an assignment given to you by God. And I've seen many of you that have been here. Who's been here more than five or ten years? Let me see your hands. This is a good part of you. And I've seen the devil likes to to torment you guys in your marriage, financial situations, and I've had enough of it. I'm tired of seeing people have these problems that we should be dealing with. Amen. 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 So what happened here? This spirit came and was harassing them. Harassing them every day, every day, every day. Sickness is a harassing spirit. 
Did you hear me? Sickness is a harassing spirit. Because if he can pull you into the realm of sickness, you get out of the realm of victory. Because and sickness is a terrible thing. And sickness comes on you and it breaks you down. First, what is cancer? A progression downwards. From the moment you get it, there's no projection of getting better. Maybe, sure, they have chemo, they got all this stuff, but every sickness that comes, it's to pull you down, to break you down. Amen. And we have to bind those things in the spirit. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, what did they do? Seize Paul and Silas and drag them into the market to the authorities. And we know this story about them. We know what happened to them. But one thing we see here, how do you deal with harassing spirits? We have to bind them and because if the devil can break us down inch by inch, he's robbed us of our faith. Is that true? He's robbed us of, of joy. He's robbed us of, of joying our children. That, that the depression comes in and breaks us down. But I'm telling you, I'm here today to proclaim some things over this church and this people that we're done with. We're not going to be struggling with this stuff no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Mark 5, 3. Are you there? I'm going to go back to verse 1. And when they had come to the other uh, side of the sea, to the country, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him of the tomb, a man with, un, uh, with what? Unclean spirits, who had his dwelling amongst the tomb, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. There is nothing the devil loves more to do than kill you slow. To kill you slow. This man... What did he have? A harassing spirit that was on him every single day. And it ruined his life. It has robbed him of loved ones. It has robbed him of everything. How many of you in here can say there has been a harassing spirit in my marriage? Let me see your hands. There has been a harassing spirit. And it's always to blame the other spouse. It's always this problem. It's always this. This is a tactic of the enemy. This is a tactic to break you of your marriage to destroy the rest of your life. To rob you of finances, to rob your children of happiness, to rob everything from you. Amen. He's trying to rob us of everything. Hallelujah. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains... How many of you feel like you've had chains on your life? That you've had shackles on you? 
You wake up, anxiety's there, fear's there. Your child's gonna die. This is gonna happen. You're never gonna have enough money. You're never gonna get out of this situation. All these problems are never gonna leave. Your parents had these problems. You're gonna have these problems. Am I speaking truth today? Have you had these thoughts or is it only me? All these things are just never going to leave. They're always going to be on you. And the change he had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountain in the tomb crying out and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar, what did he do? He ran and worshipped him. There is something about the anointing when you get away from that. This, this church is a place where you've come, where you come for the anointing to flow and faith to come. And I'm preaching to you today faith, and the faith will break the yoke. Amen. It's going to break the yoke today in your life. There's people going to be healed today in Jesus' name. The anointing is going out right now in Jesus' name because we've had enough of these tactics. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when he saw Jesus afar, he ran and worshipped him. It says he worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, That I have to do to you, Jesus, Son of the Most High. I implore you by God to not torment me. Why can't he? Because he's being, the, the evil spirits are speaking out through him. Because they don't want to be tormented. Most of the church today has been on the defense and not on the offense. Is that true? We have been with our shields up stopping this garbage, but instead we need to push them off a cliff. And I'm here to tell you today that we're taking authority over that. We're binding some things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At some point, your, your notebooks are full of the Word of God. You've heard teaching up to your ears. You've got the Word pouring out, but your life's no different. What is it? We need a manifestation of what you've written in your notebooks. Amen. It needs to happen. Taking notes doesn't set you free. Just because you got a bunch of stuff you've scribbled that you may or not may go back and read doesn't make it happen. It takes something inside of you to say, it's enough is enough, and I take authority over this thing in my life. I take authority over my marriage that it's, it's done, that the devil can't torment us anymore. Hallelujah. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always this is the problem. This is a tactic of the enemy. Yeah. Hallelujah, to break you down. Yeah. Break you down piece by piece. Yeah. Piece by piece. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to take some authority today yeah. in the spirit and proclaim some things here in a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to see you guys sick. 
I think it's a perverted testimony when you come up. Now, this is my take, and I'm not putting it down. But I believe that you say, praise God, I was healed in such and such, but I did eight rounds of chemo, and I've done all this stuff, and all this stuff, glory be to God. Well, it sounds like the chemo did all the work. Where's God in the whole thing? Because we need a manifestation of divine healing. I don't want to say, you know, that's like me saying, I picked that piano up by myself. If I told you that, I'd be lying. I needed help. We need help by the power of God. I want to hear testimonies that I believe God, that I didn't have to go to the doctor. I didn't have to take chemo. I didn't have to take all these pills. And I got what I was after. Amen. I'm not against stuff helping. But at some point, when, are we get, when does God get 100% of the glory? You went in for surgery, God helped the surgeons, that's great. But where's the power of God like the Bible says it is? Where's it at? That's what we call divine healing. Because when people give a testimony, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing it, but when, but when they've had all this kind of work through doctors, I have a hard time believing that God actually helped it all. Amen. I know I'm speaking truth, but what we're talking about divine healing. What is divine? Well, you say, well, a muscle can't grow back together if it's been ripped. That's not what the Bible says. Well, you can't get rid of cancer without chemo. That's not what the Bible says. You can't give birth without ovaries. That's not what the Bible says. You can't raise a person from the dead. That's not what the Bible says. You can't fix my marriage. That's not what the Bible says. You can't fix my financial problems. That's not what the Bible says. Am I speaking truth today? Because when I read the Bible, it is filled with signs, wonders, and miracles. Just because you got on a medication isn't it a testimony. And you feel better now. Praise be to God. Yeah, but you're taking eight different pills a day. I'm not against it. But at some point, where's divine healing? Where's the move of God? I know I'm speaking truth and it may be hard, but this is what I'm calling on God to do. Because if I always pervert it down, praise God, you got this stuff. Oh, you got all these pills, praise God, for the technology. Sure, but that's not what the Bible says. It's not an advancement in technology that's the blessing. Amen. There has to be somewhere in the Bible where this is truth and it's no lie. that Because it's hard to tell the world and get up and they say, I've been healed of cancer. I went through five, 10 rounds of chemo and praise God, I'm delivered. Yeah. And the church and the people in the world go, my God, that's, that's what my grandpa's doing. He don't even go to church. He's got the same results. There has to be something. My dad used to say, signs, wonders, and miracles are the dinner bell for the world. Amen. And without the signs, wonders, and miracles, might as well just go home wasting our time getting ready in the morning. 
I'm calling on God to manifest what he said he was going to do. I expect stuff that we've never seen before. Have you noticed almost every testimony we've ever gotten is, 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 is a, an internal testimony in their body that we can't see? You don't see an arm growing out. You don't see a foot growing out. Why? It's all something we can't see internal. What about hands growing out? What about legs growing out? People can't see, now they can see. What about that? Because that's what I, I grind my teeth to because I'm tired of these little testimonies. I'm not against little testimonies. You hear what I'm saying? At some point, enough's enough. We have to call on the anointing to do what it said it was going to do. Not just a little bit of a testimony, just enough to squiggle us by. Praise God for the next testimony coming down the pipeline. I've had enough of it. I want real testimonies where we can tell the world that they can't deny it. They can't deny the word of God. They can't deny it. You didn't have to have chemo. You didn't have to. I, I expect to see jars here with people throwing up cancer on the floor. That's what I expect to see. Eyes growing back. Crutches thrown on the stage. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Stephen, that's a little excessive. I, I believe in the excessive. That's why I'm here. I get so tired of teaching, I'm just like, I just want to blow this place up. Like, let's just, let's just do something in the spirit because I'm just tired of the teaching. Let's, let something happen. Something happen. Let the anointing fall. It's like going in for a briefing to go into a SWAT and take something. We've been in briefing for 10 years. When are we going to do something? Let's stop talking about it. Let's stop talking about it and do it. He needs faith. He needs faith. Is somebody, will you believe with me that we're going to see arms and legs grow out? Are you believe with me? Believe. I know it's beyond what you can grasp, but somebody being raised from the dead. Is it possible? Is it possible? It's possible. Well, my finger hurts today. Praise God that you got healed of your finger. But I need to see something bigger. My faith is not satisfied with this hanky-panky stuff anymore. If the church has no power, we might as well sell it to the um, Halloween place that goes into every vacant building. Just put a sign out front. We've quit. It's over. There's no power here. Give it to the Halloween store. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Oh, you say a hard word, brother. I'm telling you how I feel. I'm telling you. We need the anointing in our lives to break the yokes. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Stand up in the name of Jesus. Stand up. We've got to break the anointing. We've got to break it with the anointing. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and worship God. Say, Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship God in your own way. Worship God in your own way. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. You're here in faith today. You're here in faith today. In Jesus' name. You're here in faith today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to break the mold sometimes. We get so used to doing things a certain way. Let's break some furniture in the spirit.
Let's break some furniture in the spirit. It's not okay anymore to be okay with these little, little panty waist testimonies. I'm not against them and I praise God for them, but we need something else. We need something else in the spirit. We need the, the, these things, these harassing spirits to be broken off of you, off of me. We don't have to deal with anxieties anymore. We don't have to deal with fears. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit back down. Hallelujah. There's been many times I've gotten worked up at the Lord. And it's all, and I say, Father, I love you, but this is ridiculous. Because when I read your word, it doesn't line up to what's happening. And I'm just real with God. I'm not somebody to, you know, pigeon toe. You can't say that. You can't say that. Well, I'm going to say it. Because at some point, God needs some men and women that are so sincere about it. They ain't up here for money. They're not up here for a good message. They're not up here to be liked. I don't care if you, whether, if you like me or not. Probably the reason if you don't like me is because you don't know me. If you knew me, you'd probably, li probably like me. Is that right, Mark? You like me? Thank you. Lennox, you like me? Because you know me. Hallelujah. Are y'all being helped today? We're, we're, we're going to get your kids back. Amen. We're going to get your children back to God in Jesus' name. We're going to get your children back to God in Jesus' name. They won't be given to the world. They won't be given to the world. Hallelujah. They'll be pulled back into church. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't do things right. It doesn't matter if you didn't do things right. The power of God, that's what the power of God is for. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't do that right. It don't matter what you didn't do or do, do right. The power of God is greater. The Bible says when you are weak, he's what? He's strong. So when you feel weak, he's strong. And when you're strong, he's strong. <laughs> Anybody can bind stuff when they feel strong, but it takes somebody when they feel weak to put it back on God and say, Father, I give you authority to bind this stuff in Jesus' name. Some of you may be in a house where there's division in it. Take authority over it. I don't, well, I'm eight years old. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years old. Maybe you can do something and believe that things will be worked out in Jesus' name. Some of you, because where this church is about to go, you have been under great distress. Your marriage can't be worked out. There's, some, there, there's something, it's a harassing spirit. Well, we used to get along. Well, what happened? Harassing spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Me and my wife don't always get along, but it's only for a little bit. It doesn't last months and years. If it does, I take authority over it. I haven't been there yet. But more than likely, it'd be her problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are y'all being helped today? And he cried out with a loud voice, verse 7, and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High? Let's go down to 8. And he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. 
What was this? A harassing spirit. The, the devils have ruined. Not only does the devil don't want this man dead, he wants to harass him till there ain't a, a dime left in him. I wonder if this man had a call on his life. I wonder. I'm just wondering because it sure sounds like why would the devil torment this man after death? Harassing spirits. Cancer is a harassing spirit, is it not? It harasses you. It takes, it takes into your body and it demands there to be a compliance with you to subdue it, to take hold of it, to, to, to baby it. Is that true? And it gives you a projection of death. And during the death cycle, it expects you to do everything it says to do. You hurt that day, you stay home. You can't eat because you have stomach cancer. You get skinny. You lose, you lose hope. You lose everything. This is what sickness does. Any sickness that comes is a harassing spirit. It's a spirit because that's what the Bible says it is. It's a spirit of infirmity. Hallelujah. And he answered... Verse 9, then he said to him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he should not be sent him out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. All the demons begged him, if we knew our authority. If we only knew our authority. The devils would beg, beg us. That's the way it should be. But the church hasn't been, we've been begging them versus us taking authority over them. And that's the truth. I don't care who you are, that's true. A lot of the church, devils, please don't give me a hard time today. I want to have a good day. That's what the, the, the Bible says you have authority. Authority. The problem is we don't believe it. We have to believe the word of God is true. If I could just rebuke it in one instance and it leave me forever, that'd be great. That's not always the case. Sometimes God will let you go through things, whether you know it or not, so you can learn to be efficient. I've heard, what if I got a million dollar house when I was 21 years old for the first time I believed? What kind of testimony would that be? I wouldn't have nothing. I would just get up here and I would never understand the hardship of some things. Sometimes God will let you go through things in life and you need to realize that and apply the correct methods. Amen. There is a time, young people, more than likely, you're not going to get a million dollar home at a young age. That would be foolish. You don't understand the value of money. You don't understand the responsibilities. Well, I just believe God. I understand what you're saying. But God doesn't always do stuff like that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Are y'all hearing me today? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 13. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. 
there was also 2,000, and the herd ran violently down a steep hill into the sea and drowned in the sea. I want to go to verse 18. This is very substantial. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed, begging him that he might be with Jesus. Most of the time, many people, I'm not saying you, if it is you, then receive it, that you want to come to church, get delivered, and go back out and live like hell. Amen. And that's the ch- that is kind of the projection of some of the church. It's not that you can heal me and then I can live for you. It's I want to be better so I can do what I want in life. Amen. God's not against you having fun. He's not against you going to football games and all that stuff. But what is the ultimatum here? What is the main projection that you need from God? Oh, I, I, want, to, I want him to heal me so I can serve. But really in your heart, you, you don't really care. You really don't. There comes a point where God knows your heart. And you have to realize your own heart. And say, what, why do I want to be healed? I, I know what it feels like to have some things in your body. I know what it feels like to mess with stuff day in and day out. I understand. I I don't have to have cancer on me to realize I'm I'm mature enough in the spirit to realize, boy, if this is only a picture of what people are really going through, I can't imagine what it's like to not want to live anymore. Don't want to wake up in the morning, have given up hope. That's where you and me come into this because people come through this door and they need our faith. You can't be having all these problems and being helping other people successfully. Amen. You're like, welcome to this place. I have sickness too. I've been here 20 years. What kind of testimony is that? Let's be honest. There has to be a breaking and the anointing breaks the yoke. It breaks these things in your life. Amen. Luke 13, 11. I'm almost done. I'm not going to do like my dad's closing and then have you all stand and do another 40 minutes. (laughs) I believe in being honest. Are you all there? Luke 13, 11. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of an infirmity. How long? How long is 18 years? Well, let's count it real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. How many of you like to deal with something for that many years? Some of you are right now. We're going to get it taken care of today. Hallelujah. That's a long time to be dealing with something. Would you agree? Is this right that this woman has to deal with this? How much life has been robbed from her? How much? Tell me, how much life? 18 years of life has been robbed. Might as well go to a penitentiary. That's about the same thing. You're a prisoner in your own body. Is it true? It's true. You're a prisoner in your own body and you do what it says when it says to do it. You wake up every morning and it tells you to bend over because you're hurt. It tells you you can't eat that because you're going to throw up. Your legs hurt. There's no more 
stuff in your joints to support them. It's all gone. There was a time, brother and sister, that the only thing to do was believe the word of God. There wasn't a fake metal joint. There wasn't stomach surgery. The only thing they knew is to bleed you and give you mercury. At some point, these people actually had to believe God because that was the only thing they had. They didn't have other options. They didn't have these CAT scans. If they felt sick in their stomach, it could be cancer. It could be a bug. Nobody knows. And nobody was going to know. Amen. They give you a little bit of plants. They give you a little bit of shrubs. They make some concoction in water. And that's the best we got. Amen. That ain't a testimony. I bet they didn't get up in the synagogue and say, uh, Rabbi such and such made me a concoction of tea, and now my, my, my back is cured. What did they do with lepers? Did they cure them? What did they do with them? They threw them out. That's what you did with sickness. Oh, you're sick? We, off you go. There was no hope. Amen. This is why the power of God, I believe it to be just as true as it was back then. Not some watered-down thing that we have all these pills and stuff that have been given. I'm not against that stuff. But at some point, when is this going to manifest itself in the place we need it? Amen. This is what I'm believing God for. We don't have to say, oh, we got all these pills. People are going to be rolled in here on, on, on beds, raised up. The world can't deny that, can they? It's a show. God's going to put on a show. I expect that show to start very soon. Amen. I've heard about it my whole life. Heard about it my whole life and nothing happens. What's going on? I call on, I call on the anointing to break that, that we can get into that stuff. Amen. And there's always, you know, some excuse. Well, all these people got to get in line. We got to get all these people in faith. If we don't, let me tell you something. You ain't never going to get everybody in a single row. You're not going to get the church united. You're not going to get rid of all the, the friendly user churches and they come over here and be part of this church or start a Holy Ghost church. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get everybody straightened out. And that's okay. We need the anointing in our lives. Amen. Harassing spirits, we don't need them. We're going to bind them today. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and it says here, 18 years and was bent over and could in no way, how, how many ways? Raise herself up. The devil have you staring at the ground your whole life. Boy, he'll break you down. He'll kill you so stinking slow, make you hate life forever. What a, a terrible thing. And this is what makes me so mad is I hate seeing people sick. I hate it. I hate seeing people sick. You know, and it makes me mad because there's been times I've prayed for people and they die. And I go, well, my God, what's going on here? And I, I, that's how I talk to God. You told me to lay hands on the sick, and here they are dying. What's going on, Lord? That's how I talk to God, because I'm sincere about it. I don't need an excuse why such and such happened. I don't know what's going on in their life, but I was hooked up, and I, de I, I, I declare it to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Always expect the impossible. Yes. Expect the impossible. If I expect a manly way, we will never see what we need to see. Right. Amen. Amen. 
Well, it has to come through a medical form. They went to the hospital. My faith feels better now because somebody... Let me tell you something about the government and the hospital. If you haven't figured it out yet, when was the last time the government cared about your health? And all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, they care so much, so much about your health. They don't care about your health. If they did, then we'd get rid of all the fast food joints. We'd get rid of Snickers bars. We'd get rid of Hershey's. We'd be eating lettuce like, like cattle, eating carrots, running every day. We'd run to work. No. Amen. They don't care about you. I don't expect them to, nor do I want them to. You let me take care of me, and you take care of my freedoms. That's their job, not to force something down me. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether you know it or not, you can get COVID in your eye. You wear a mask all day, you can get it in your eye. It's airborne. What? You ever got something in your eye and it burns? Why? Because it went in your body. Is it true? If you don't agree, that's all right. I'm leaving. See here in a little bit. You can think what you want about it. Amen. But when Jesus saw her, what happened when he saw her? Compassion. Compassion. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your what? Infirmities. Is this an evil spirit? Yes. And he laid his hands on her and when? Immediately she was made straight in the glory of God. Hallelujah. And people got mad about it. They got mad about it. There is a, a, a Christian people out there that would get mad about signs, wonders, and miracles. They get mad about it. Amen. I don't know why, but they would. I hate sickness. I hate disease. I believe we'll get to the point where we pray for people and we will see 100% results in this church. Will you put your faith with me and believe that? Believe that signs, wonders, and miracles. It's just not a slogan. If it is, it's a lie. If it's just something to get people in and get people pulled, it's nothing more. It's, it's, it, that would be a misleading deal. And we're not doing that. I truly believe that we will see things we've never seen before in a very short time. One thing that happened during COVID is we saw churches. My dad used to say those, those friendly users are going to shut down. And I never thought, how in the world, how in the world are they going to shut down all them churches? Those churches are filled to the brim. COVID hit, shut them all down overnight. I ain't never seen anything like it. People are looking for signs, wonders, and miracles, and they don't know where to find it. And they're looking for it. People want it so bad, they watch movies about stuff that's not real. They're watching superheroes about stuff that's not real. They are drawn to the supernatural, and they have no idea why. Because something in their spirit wants to see signs, wonders, and miracles. 
Hallelujah. It's not about Superman or Batman and all this stuff, and they're doing all this stuff, and they come back from the dead time after time. Is it true? It sure sounds to me like a lot of what people are looking for that's in the Bible, in the Word of God. Amen. They want to see magic. That's what we call being a witchcraft form, whatever. But they want to see something they've never seen before. It's a pull to, to what God has been saying all along. And they don't know where to find it. So they make it. They play video games with it. They watch movies about it. And they don't know where to find it. And because it's not in the church. Amen. But I declare in this church, it will be. It will be in this church. And if it's not, we're closing up and going to where it is. Amen. We'll sell it to the Halloween spirit people. We're out of here. Hallelujah. And immediately she was raised up. Exodus 14, 8, 10, excuse me. Exodus 14, 10. Hallelujah. We're going to break some things off of you today. I believe it in the name of Jesus. I expect what God showed me that we're going to do it. Y'all agree with me? Yes. Amen. Exodus 14:10, are you there? And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And when they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that you did, told in Egypt, saying, let us that we may serve the Egyptians. For this would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. So they're saying it's better to stay back there and die there than die in freedom. It doesn't matter where you die. You'll be dissolved in a week and a half. It doesn't matter. I've seen an animal laid out in the side in the bar ditch and a week later there ain't nothing left i'd rather die in freedom than die in bondage do you agree with me yeah. egyptians that we should die in the wilderness and moses said to the people do not be afraid stand still and see the salvation of the lord which he will accomplish for you today now this next part you ready for the egyptians whom you see today you shall see what no more forever. No more forever. No more forever. No more forever. Do you, do you believe that today? Do you believe that today? When sickness is raining in your body, are you immune to sickness? No, it still comes. We live in a natural world. But it, 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 it matters how you Take it. Because you have an option. 
And I've not done the best option either, trust me. I've just been so ticked that I should have been healed a long time ago. So I should have been healed a long time ago, bless God. Have you been there before? <laughs> so it's not only me. <clears throat> but there's something about the anointing. You're here in faith today, are you not? Are you here in faith today? Faith is rising up in you today. That you can wake up in the morning with your, head, with your legs hurt, your stomach hurt, your head hurt, and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Well, how many times you guys say it? Maybe a thousand. I don't know. Whenever you feel like you're done saying it. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Oh, it takes a lot of it, energy to do that. I know. It takes a lot of energy to die slow too. You have to make a decision. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness cannot touch my body. I bind sickness in the name of Jesus. You can't come into my body or my children's body or my family's body because you've been bound. When Jesus died on the cross, he said he took it from me. He took it from me. There's no sickness. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You're hearing faith right now. You're hearing it. This is how it goes. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I declare wellness. I declare healing in my body. I declare healing in my body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more shall you see him. I believe today is the day that we're going to break that off. That the stuff you've been dealing with, staff members, how many of the staff members, you, you've been dealing with stuff for a long time? Let me see your hands. See, we, we, we've been, you're new. <laughs> but but, but there, even the staff members, because we're about to go somewhere else. And I've seen staff members time after time, the devil comes, puts pressure, and they're gone. We've seen Bible school students that say, God, use me. And God puts them through boot camp, and they can't make it. They ring the bell, and they're gone. That's over because they can't stand the heat. I'm telling you, if you want anything from God, you're going to have to be put through the ringer. You're going to go through hard times, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you stand on the word of God. You don't give up. You don't give up. What else are you going to do? You're going to go to the doctor? I just watched a handful of doctors kill a lady not too long ago. They got too many people, and they're just a number. The government numbers you with the Social Security number. They don't care about you. But God has named you with your name. And he knows you by name. He doesn't give you a number, but he lives inside of you. Amen. He died for you. The government never died for you. Kaiser never died for you. They don't care about you. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself with the word of God. He said that this thing is a sword that is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I believe it. I believe it. It may not look like it. It may look like the devil beat the living heck out of me. And sometimes he has. But I believe at the end of the day that the word of God is true. You'll never have compassion for somebody that you haven't been through the same thing. Amen. Sometimes God allows us to go through things and you don't understand why, but it's to put you in a place of great compassion for people. Great compassion for people. Hallelujah. 
Well, I'm dealing with, with stuff with my kids. I, I get it. But think about how you can be a blessing to somebody else. That you say, I stuck with it for X amount of time, and my son now serves God. My daughter now serves God. Hallelujah. That's important. It's important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and let's take authority over this thing. Harassing spirits have no place in this church. They have no place in your body. They have no place in your family. They have no place in your children. Don't you worry about your children another day. Hallelujah. If you have addictions, that's a harassing spirit. I feel a real urge to do these addictive things. That's a harassing spirit to keep you out of what God has for you. Amen. Amen. Maybe you feel an urge to smoke, look at pornography, do drugs, whatever it is. Because if he can get hold of you, he's not going to let you go. And then when you do it, you feel good for a minute, but you have great, you feel really bad after that. Is that true? You feel convicted in your spirit. Hallelujah. I want you all to uh, agree with me today that we're going to bind some things in your life. Whether it be marriage problems, if it's a marriage problem, y'all need to talk through the spirit. Get with each other and talk through the spirit. Don't ruin a family. Don't ruin it. It's not worth ruining a family. If you both are willing to adjust and put God first, do it. There's been so, there's been so many times I've been mad, mad at my wife. I've been like, boy, she does something else. I'm, I'm getting rid of her. You ain't my pastor, girl. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. But there comes a point when you say, I was wrong. I've been wrong and I'm sorry. I apologize. It's the power of God working in your life. So if you have marriage problems, financial problems, child problems, sickness in your body, whatever it is that you know it's a harassing spirit, anxiety, fear, depression, all of that, we take authority today. Will you agree with me? Put your hands up. Father, we say in the name of Jesus, we bind that harassing spirit on this church today. We take authority over it in Jesus' name that you can't have us, you can't have our children, you can't have our bodies, you can't have our money. We say in the name of Jesus, we take authority and we call on the anointing to break the yoke in Jesus' name. It's the anointing, the anointing that breaks the yoke in Jesus' name. We declare it today in Jesus' name. 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 I declare it to be done today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You're going to have to get violent in the spirit. You have to grit your teeth in your spirit. Gnash your teeth in the spirit and say, I refuse to do this anymore. I refuse to give in. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to have money problems. 
If he can keep you out of money, you won't go to no meetings. You won't go anywhere. You'll never have a nice house. You'll never bless nobody because you're poor. There ain't no greater thing the devil wants is keep you poor. Is that true? Amen. You want to put people in depression? You see some of these co the communist countries? They keep them poor. So they never have a voice. They're always committed to the government. And that's what the Satan does. Amen. I believe and I call on Jesus to harass these spirits in the name of Jesus, just like he did with the Egyptians. He sent plague after plague after plague to break them, to let his people go. He sent frogs. He sent locusts. He sent whatever else. I don't remember all this stuff, but he sent and the devil learned his tactic and he's flipped it around to beat up on Christians. It is time for us to be on the offense and not the defense in this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.